as a practicing healthcare provider, as a physician, and as someone who's vested in medical education, I can tell you it's getting very frustrating to see some of the weird and just wrong information that's out there on social media regarding the COVID vaccine. I was recently asked to make a rebuttal, or at least a comment, on a social media post that was released by someone who's not in healthcare, but who irresponsibly stated that the COVID vaccine led to a miscarriage 80% of the time. 80% of the time. That's totally not correct. Now, that post was put out by someone who took some of the information from a very well-accepted, very well-done study and completely manipulated the numbers to show an 80% miscarriage rate. Well, that's not true. Now, if you want my rebuttal, you can actually find that on our Facebook page under the Texas A&M Health Science Center Vital Record report that was released on their page, and I shared it on our Facebook page. But my point is there's some really weird, really upsetting stuff that's out there. It's just wrong. Well, another myth that's out there is about getting the vaccine if you're breastfeeding, because I've heard this said, look, you don't want to get the vaccine if you're breastfeeding for sure, because that stuff will go to the child and it will affect the child's immunity in a negative way. What? Where does that come from? Well, we now have evidence to show that that's absolutely not correct. So in this podcast, we're going to cover something out of Gemma Pediatrics that was released July the 6th, 2021 as a research letter. Now, this is a very small population. It's a very small N of women studied, but it was very reassuring. And the results that we're going to show you can help you counsel your patients about getting the COVID vaccine if they are lactating, if they're breastfeeding. So in this session, let's cover the research letter from Gemma Pediatrics from July 2021. Whether you're a medical student, nursing student, resident, nurse practitioner, or anybody else in women's health care, we're here for you. This is Clinical Pearls. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The World Health Organization recommends that breastfeeding individuals be vaccinated and does not advise cessation of breastfeeding following vaccine administration. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine also states that there is little plausible risk that vaccine nanoparticles or mRNA would enter breast tissue or be transferred to milk, which could theoretically result in priming of infant immune responses that could alter childhood immunity. However, the truth is that there really is just not a lot of direct data until July of 2021. To answer that gap in knowledge about the COVID vaccine and breastfeeding, researchers out of California analyzed milk samples to determine if vaccine-related mRNA was detectable in human milk after vaccination. Now, here's a quick note. Remember, we're talking about just the mRNA vaccines, which right now are Moderna and Pfizer. For this study, informed consent was obtained from all study volunteers in the COVID-19 Vaccine in Pregnancy and Lactation Cohort Study from December 2020 to February 2021. Clinical data were collected by questionnaires. Self-collected milk samples were then kept on ice or immediately frozen at home until they could arrive in the laboratory. 
Samples were collected prior to vaccination and at various time points up to 48 hours after vaccination. To look at the milk components, they performed real-time quantitative PCR targeting the mRNA used in the COVID-19-based vaccines. These two samples, so basically Pfizer and Moderna, these vaccines were separately inoculated into pre-vaccination milk samples, which were then processed by the same protocol, and those served as positive controls for the assay. Now, because milk uptake and mRNA content may differ between milk fractions, the researchers analyzed the supernatant and fat separately for all milk samples. And that was a pretty wise thing so that nobody could say, well, you only checked one component of the milk versus the other. So that makes this a pretty well done study. A total of seven breastfeeding mothers with an average age of 37 years volunteered for this study. Now let's stop right there. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. We're talking about an N of seven. Now wait a minute. I don't know what you're saying. That's it? (laughs) But there was zero information about this before. So this is actually good information plus... The mRNA is either going to be in the milk or it's not. So I'm not sure if you need 200 or 2,000 women to show this. That would be great. But it is still very reassuring that even though this number was 7, the results that we're going to talk about in just a minute actually give a lot of clinical utility and it can answer and hopefully reassure a lot of patients. Remember that these women aren't necessarily immediately postpartum. In these seven women, their children ranged in age from one month to three years. So these are just women that received the vaccine and just happened to be lactating. Vaccine-associated mRNA was not detected in 13 milk samples collected between 4 to 48 hours after vaccination from these seven breastfeeding women. These results provide important early evidence to strengthen the current recommendations that vaccine-related mRNA is not transferred to the infant and that lactating individuals who receive the COVID-19 mRNA-based vaccines should not stop breastfeeding. In addition, any residual mRNA below the limit of detection in the assay would undergo degradation by the infant's GI system. I mean, it's digested, it's eaten. So that further reduces infant exposure. Limitations of the study, of course, are the very small sample size and the few participants who received the mRNA vaccine in this sub-analysis that was published. Nonetheless, it still gives some reassuring data that if you're breastfeeding and receive the mRNA vaccines, it's totally fine to continue breastfeeding despite what's on social media posts. Well, I've said it many times before, that's one of the reasons why we're here, is setting the record straight and preventing crazy stuff on social media from getting out of hand. And that may or may not even be possible because it's just rampant like wildfire. But our job as medical educators, as practicing healthcare providers, should be better than that, to be on top of that, to reassure the public for the public health, and above all, just do the best that we can to keep everyone safe. So we've covered a recent release from JAMA Pediatrics about the mRNA vaccines and lactation. We're thankful for you, and we're glad that you're part of our podcast family. We'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.